Hey, how are hey, you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Nice I'm just munching, uh... munching through. I've got two Ferrero Rochers. You know how people feel about you eating on the podcast, Greg. I know. Well, I'm sorry. So. It's, um, <laughs> I've been good all day. Start the day off with a run. Nice. And, uh, was that this morning that we were horse. talking about that? Yeah, it was, was that only this morning? That sounds like years ago. <laughs> it's so funny because I used to run quite a bit. I did the couch to 5K a couple of years ago, and I got up to 5K in that, and it was fine, and I was running like three times a week. And then for some reason, I just stopped. And once mm. you stop, you you can't start again. Well, I can't. And just it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, and, I've been. Uh, we've we, we've been pretty like me and regular, well, or non-regular since you. We go out probably two, three times a week for a run. Uh, we were out on, well, I'll take, take your message, didn't I? We were out for a run around just doing this kind of 5K loop and uh, yeah. ran into just some crazed man walking his dogs listening to the podcast. It was Lever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm listening to you. <laughs> I was like, what are you listening to? And he's like, podcast. <laughs> yes, Lever. Great work. Great work. What are the chances? Um, what are the chances? Quite Unbelievable. High. Quite high. <laughs> pretty high he usually walks his dog around there uh, <laughs> uh yeah but i've been really good it's so much so like um went skate park went that skate park on nice. saturday it was icy but it was pretty decent and then oh. <laughs> moving away moving away from the uh the mic i get it because you're eating um and then so much so yesterday afternoon my nephew i said to my nephew as soon as i finish work should we go to skate park and so we did some research to see if i had flood floodlights so we found yeah. a video and there's floodlights. So drove oh. on, drove over to the skate park, got there. Yeah, it had floodlights. They weren't turned on though. So we lasted oh. ten minutes. We both fell. I fell down <laughs> a ramp, a ramp head first. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, Brilliant. should we go home? So we went home. <laughs> I liked your little um, video with uh, is it um, Superman? So here I oh, am. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's good. So, yeah, well, I think we're both trying to be good. We're both sort of falling into sort of try to. He says eating Ferrero Rocher, but. Um, and with a glass of red wine. Um, <laughs> I know it's the red. I know it's the red. Nice. But I'm trying to be, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to not it's so hard when you're working from home, just like wandering around the house. It's just like you, you know, you get up, go for a wander, yeah. go 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 to the cupboards, just open open all the cupboards, see what you can find. And then I know. Mm. There's too many temptations. The thing though about the running, so I got to five. I got to a five k, but I, st- mm. I started with a one, a two, two a, a one, one, two, three, four. I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films. Great films, bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This, this is Dads on Film. Every week, every week, man. I thought you were going to try. Uh, what else have you been doing? Have you been watching many movie films? Yeah, we wa- we've watched a few. I watched um, we watched this really like throwaway um, Blake Lively film. Do you know Blake Ooh. Lively is married to uh, Ryan Reynolds? It's called Didn't The Shallows. Have you oh, seen, yeah. have you heard of The Shallows? No. no Basically, she's she's a surfer. Yeah. So. My dog's just growling in the background. Pabs, be quiet. Um, uh, she's a surfer, basically. She goes to this like hidden beach in Mexico, goes surfing, yeah. and she's on her own, and then gets like bitten by a shark, 
and she's like kind of stranded on this tiny little like rock island, you know, like a, yeah, when the tide's out or whatever, who um, high tide or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, or low tide, it makes this little island. So she's on this. So she's like a countdown of how long she can stay on it for. Um, and you know what? It's ridiculous. There's a lot of slow motion, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Yeah. Good fun. So we watched, right. that th- we watched that and uh, Saturday night. Oh, we watched uh, Easy A again. Just love yeah. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That. Best, best dad ever. Yeah. And then we gave Avengers Endgame another another good good old oh. watch. Cool. Just cool. beautiful Saturday night entertainment. How about yeah. you? Anything, um, anything exciting? Bits and bobs. I watched. Uh, I've not. I've not. I hadn't seen the first Wonder Woman. So in preparation for this weekend, we're, we're watching 1984, aren't we? So yep. I thought I watched the first Wonder Woman, and yeah, it's it's all right. Enjoyed it. It's um, <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, it's it's entertaining. I did find it a bit sort of uh, jarring how you know Patty, Patty Jenkins clearly like working so hard to get across this sort of feminist message and mm. which is obviously like dead important, but I think it's quite heavy handed in the way they do it. But then they kind of, I don't know whether it's intentional. There's a reasons for it, but they, they kind of sort of juxtapose it with the, the objectifying Wonder Woman throughout. And mm. like she'll walk in a room and everyone will go, Oh, she's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And all that. It's like, is that not defeating the object of what you're trying to do? So I don't really <laughs> sort of, didn't really sort of get that, but yeah, we, no, it was all right. We watched uh, Wonder Woman one. Wonder Wonder Woman one was on uh, TV the other day, and I it's fine. Like again, no, that's I, what I mean. I was speaking about all the messages. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So I'm saying, so it, it was on. It was on. Uh, it was on TV. So it, you know, the film itself is fine. It, yeah. You know, I don't have many sort of feelings towards it, but uh, it was on TV and we're just flicking through the channels. It just happened to be the trench scene, you know, where she comes out of the trench in slow motion and yeah. like does all the fighting. And I was sat in a room with Max, uh, my wife, my niece, and my sister-in-law. Um, who all live with you. Who way. all live with me. I do need to stress that. They actually <laughs> live with me at, at the moment. Um, and it was really interesting sort of watching their reactions to that scene. And I said to Max, Max was like, I just love this scene. I was like, why? She was like, I'm just, you know, just tired of seeing a man do that scene be done by a man. It's just so refreshing seeing it done by a woman. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, you know, I, I completely yeah. agree. And it's, it is quite well done to be, to be fair. So yeah. yeah great. Yeah. And you seen anything it, else? At least Gal Gadot is not singing Imagine. So <laughs> that's something. Oh yeah. Uh, the other one I saw uh, last week was Drive. It's on that, you know, the uh, film yeah. post, the poster you bought me, I scratched that yeah. off. And nice. uh, yeah, I really enjoyed How that. How satisfying is it sort of, you know, scratching off, finish one, scratch the film well, off. Yeah, and the really cool thing is behind each sort of um, scratch, when you scratch it off, you get like a little uh, sort of stylized illustration nice. to do with the film. Uh, and uh, it's, you never know what you're going to get, but it's always, it's not not obvious sometimes. So it's kind of like mm. a cool a cool reference to it. Nice. So that uh, might be, oh, that could be a cool little thing, like not today, but yeah, you know, throw me a little. Uh, yeah. A little illustration, see oh, if we I'm can just, guess I'm guess what just, the film is. I'm just trying to remember what the drive one was. I'm just going to have a look now. Go on, go on. It's just a claw hammer. Oh, nice. <laughs> but there's some really dark ones, like American History X is uh, a curb with a tooth on it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good fun game. You could start sending me, maybe, like, let's do that next week. Take a picture of some of them. Yeah, and then we can WhatsApp yeah. them over to me while we're doing the podcast throughout the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I like it. And I like I'll be, it. We'll be like, "Oh, here's another one." 
Drive, sorry, yeah, Drive. Uh, I, I really like music. I love the, uh, I love like the eighties style of it, even though it's sort mm. of set in more modern day. And it's, but it's kind of like, it's not got a time attached to it. Yes, it is. I don't know. Um, no, it's not. But uh, yeah, it's it, not the eighties. But it's def. It's one of those films that you, well, we spoke about these a lot. A little bit, little bit like it follows. It kind of they deliberately don't put a time on it, so it kind of it feels kind of timeless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and that sort of idea is continued in the fact that he doesn't have a name. He's just the driver. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, it's the, that sort of ambiguity is pretty cool. Uh, I re- really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I was, you know, it was, it was gripping. I was on the edge of my seat, and it was good fun. I really like Brian Cranston in it. Actually, I thought mm. it was great. It's not all of his roles he's done since Breaking Bad have been sort of great choices, but it was good. And yeah, I, I'd probably watch it again. Amazing. We've had some messages, Greg. So Rich's cool. message said, "Got a potential topic of discussion for you. Just thought about it." Sky Cinema have launched a Sky Cinema Feel Good channel. They're currently showing Shaun of the Dead. Question, is a film about a zombie-causing disease in the middle of a pandemic and lockdown really feel-good material? Discuss. 100%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I t- I tell you why, because I, if for nothing else, like now, it kind of shows you that everything's all right in the end. and it's. Yeah. And it, but it just warms your heart, everything about it. I love the, like, the character of Shaun being this sort of, you know, he's not got a purpose he's kind of just bumbling around he's he's you know he's letting everyone around him down and then at the end he's this sort of like leader who's sort of mm. conquered i know a lot of people have died on the way but he's you know <laughs> they've, they've got to the winchester they've achieved yeah. their goal yeah and at the end everyone's happy having a cup of tea and mm. it's great and i think i think it's the, the beauty sean is like he's not he's not the best zombie killer. You know, that that's not his kind of purpose. His purpose is just actually for once to step up and be a leader. And he do, that yeah. one time he does it, he does it pretty well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And, so, and it's, it's, it's perfect how it's set, you know, when they meet the other sort of parallel group and it's all like they've got a better plan and they're doing much better. But then yeah. towards the end, it's only Jessica Stevenson's character who's left. That's left. So they've, yeah. they've obviously done a lot better than them. It's, uh, that's really clever. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. She, yeah, that she really is the only one left, isn't she? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I like that. Brilliant. Um, amazing. Have we had any more messages? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we have. Uh, Abby watched Soul. Uh, she said, I like the cat. I didn't cry. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I didn't like the cat. No. No. Hmm. Interesting. I think that was, well, as I said, when we spoke about it, I think that was the bit of the film I didn't really enjoy, the whole body swap thing. I thought it was a little bit lazy. But Yeah, and the there's been a lot, because, you know, there's been some commentary about it saying, like, yeah, it's a, it's a Pixar film with a black lead and everything like that, but mm. the, the only, the whole thing, you know, the only way you can, you can be a success in the film is not in his body, sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's like... It's yeah, I think that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Nitpicking. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris messaged and said, I watched Downhill last night, and all I can say is, wow. I've never been in a coma, but I have to imagine that it would be more exciting than this. I spent an hour and 28 waiting for something to happen, and then the credits started rolling. What a disappointing piece of shit. The only positive was that the skiing looked great. Well, so Downhill is the, it's this uh, Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus film that came out last year. But the interesting thing is it's, it's, uh, it's a remake of, I think, a French film called Force Majeure, which is really, really highly regarded. Yeah. Um, I think like 
Kermo, the good doctor, absolutely loved it. He thought it was brilliant. Uh, and it, yeah, it did get really, really good reviews. Um, but how, however, the sort of uh, English language remake was just critically panned. But the thing that I found most interesting about it, the directors of Downhill are the guys who directed uh, The Way Way Back which we, again, we sort of highly regard that film. And it, yeah, it was just a bit of a shock that it this just didn't do well. And, uh, yeah. you know, wasn't wasn't sort of thought of, you know, wasn't yeah. liked universally, I suppose. Interesting. Uh, it's Swedish, not French, just yeah. to correct myself. Uh, Keep your messages coming in. Let us know what you've been seeing. Watch more bad films so we don't have to. Another question for you, Dave. What's coming up on the show? Thanks so for asking, cue, Shall I cue the music? I'll cue the music. Cue the music. Okay, so next we're looking at last week's homework, which was George Clooney's Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Then we got our, this week's film news. Our main film review this week is Disney's Mulan, and we've got a very, very special guest joining us. Our social adieu this week is The Incredibles. Like last week, we have Everyone's a Critic. Then we're going to be setting some homework, and we're going to be looking at what's on the box coming up this week. I think that's it, Greg. Cool. Great. Jingle? Yeah, jingle. Let's do a jingle. Okay, fine. So, Greg, have you done last week's homework? I have done my homework, Dave. Here it is. So, last week we spoke about the new George Clooney directed The Midnight Sky, and that got Dave on to thinking about other George Clooney directed films, one of which is the 2002 uh, sort of biographical, sort of not a spy film, but he's like it. It's what do you? Why would you categorize it? It's 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 hard to explain because it's not it's not a spy film. It's not like it, it's not an espionage film. It's not a com. It's not an, an all out comedy. Yeah. So it, it's it's it, is it yes. a romp? It's maybe a bit of a well, romp. Guess, or yeah, a but it's a bit. But it's a bit darker. It's a bit darker than that, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a Confessions of a Dangerous Man, and it's based on. So this this guy who I knew nothing about, Chuck Barris, and he mm. was a, um, a TV presenter, TV host, like a game show host in America yeah. in sort of, I suppose it's the 70s, was it? And That was his main, yeah, the main kind of part of his career. Yeah. yeah. And in 1984, he wrote this biography of sorts whereby he wrote all about his life as having a double life as a game show host and a CIA basically hitman assassin. Yeah. And uh, it's, and it's a wonderful, wonderful story. And to this day, I don't know whether anyone really knows whether there's truth or not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and I was reading about when George Clooney made this film and, and he basically said to everyone on set, George Clooney did, because Chuck Barris came on set and was involved yeah. in it and I sort of, uh, you know, giving them sort of advice about how it went down sort of thing. And of course, everybody wanted to ask Chuck Barris, is it true? And George Clooney apparently said to everyone, do not ask him because I don't want to yeah. know. I don't want to know. <laughs> that is, it's, it's such a good story. And almost, it's more impressive if it isn't true because know, it's such yeah. a wonderful You kind of story. want it not to be true, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it's got, I mean, the, pre- the premise is really cool. You've got our boy Sam Rockwell. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah, and it's a script written by Char- Charlie Kaufman, who <laughs> who directed. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of ending things, um, and 
you've uh, you've also got Julie Roberts in there. You've got Drew Barrymore. You've got uh, other sort of cameos and bits of obviously. And it was a film that was in the making for quite some time, and it had, um, it, you know, as it was in development and this script sort of existed, it had like other big names to star in it. I think I think was it Johnny Depp was supposed to do it, be doing yeah, it at I some think point. So. Um, and actually it ended up being quite a sort of lower budget film than it was sort of originally going to be Uh, so I think really it's probably all the best for it I mean it 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 was it was fun it was um, it was quite just enjoyable seeing this journey of this sort of like hapless um, guy who really um, he he has this love interest played by Drew Barrymore and she is sort of his one and only uh, chance of happiness and joy really um, yeah. in his whole life. And he kind of sort of uh, sabotages it a little bit. Um, a character who incidentally is definitely a fictional character because she wasn't with um, Chuck Barris um, for yeah. any point of his life. Um, but she's it's quite heartbreaking because she is his best last and sort of only chance of happiness and it kind of suits his sort of vulnerability really nice sort of as he plays off against against her and he is of quite a vulnerable character and he gets drawn in by George Clooney who's this sort of CIA agent who basically um, persuades persuades not really persuades well does persuade him really to start um, making these hits as it were as um whilst at the same time his career as a a presenter, as a game show host, sort of takes off. And I have to say, George Clooney, so he directs it and he stars in it as well. And his character uh, is absolutely wonderful. Here's a little bit of dialogue from from one of their scenes. Man, Jim. Man. the mall's alive you're a dead man i don't know it's not you you're a fairly bright guy chuck you'll figure it out and that's the end of this really amazing tense scene (laughs) uh which has sort of jim and chuck out in his pool with uh, jim george clooney sat on the end of this uh this um diving, diving board, board. With, with a gun in his hand <laughs> yeah great. Uh, i originally took the clip from the from the whole monologue before from george Clooney, but it was just far too long for me to put in but it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably the best scene in the whole film <laughs> and actually you know before i started talking about it i didn't think i enjoyed it that much but actually the more i'm talking about it now the more yeah, i'm realizing you've got a big how much smile you on your face it. while you yeah yeah it's funny that because I mean, what, sometimes what I'll do in is the more as we do, the more we do this podcast, I get I get more confident. I don't know about you too, in sort of like just watching a film and not really giving it much thought until we yeah. record and then speaking yeah. about it. And I started thinking about it this afternoon, going, I can't really, what, what do I remember about it? Like, how much do it, did I enjoy it, sort of thing? And I and I sat on a Friday night last week with a big whiskey in my hand. <laughs> um, late at night watching this film and uh, sort of like in a really sort of like sort of, sort of dazed state and now it's all come up, coming back to me I was like I'm thinking yeah that was a really really cool film I really really enjoyed yeah, it, it right up to the there's a the the end is a, there's a really cool twist like not twist but like um, 
the, the way it plays out with Julie Roberts' character at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that's absolutely brilliant. And it, mm. it, it, I had know. to. I've seen this film a few times, but when I watched this the other day, I had to rewind that again without saying too much. I had to rewind that scene and sort I of did keep it the my other finger, day. Keep yeah. my finger on that <laughs> that particular. Yeah. All right, so Thing. keep my finger on the this cup. Let's yeah. just say, I'd be like, right, so that's there, and then they move it there, and then okay, yeah. right, and I was like, right, because okay, it didn't yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. to me at first, because no, I was like, no, no, no. how's that happened? But it does when you watch <laughs> it, watch it back. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, cool. That's I cool. enjoyed it. I, I, I really like. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed this film. It, it was George Clooney's directorial debut, which I think it's, a, it's a really, really impressive debut because mm. it spans the film spans 30 years. There's a lot going on on screen. Um, the whole the whole film feels very staged and very choreographed, as if it's as if itself is almost like a bit of a game show. There's a lot of like sets and and like backdrops will you know uh, a backdrop will will drop down and then they're in a new scene and you know mm. and it's it's very creative, very sort of abstract in some yeah. in some sort of ways. Really really good. Um, it, it's got all the makings of a great Sam Rockwell film. I'm almost, I was almost like like checklist. Uh, is he? Is he cheeky? Yes. Tick. Does he dance? Yeah. Tick. Yeah. It's a perfect Sam Rockwell film. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Is he crazed? Yeah. yeah. Tick. Perfect. Um, I almost as well, and I kind of said this last week to you. I think it's it's almost like a dark companion piece to like Catch Me If You Can or, yes. or something like that. It, yeah. Not just because it's sort of set in like there's parts of it set in the fifties and the sixties, but it has got a, a, a very similar feeling like that kind of caper, that kind of, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of double crossing and things like that. It, it is great. Yeah. And as I yeah. say, it's a really, it's a very uh, impressive sort of directorial debut from George Clooney. And Definitely. I saw an interview with George Clooney about it. Um, Cause I, I like, I'm sad. I like sort of, if if I like a film, I'll I'll sort of do a bit more research on it and things like that, and, and get like facts about it and stuff. And uh, so it was 2002, and George Clooney was like, it was saying that Sam Rockwell had only been in a few things at this point. You know, well, no, he'd, he'd been in a lot of things, but no, he hadn't really had that that role. Do you know what I mean? The the one role that was going to break him. So he oh. was in he was in the Green Mile, Green Mile as the mm. kind of crazy, you know, he's the baddie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's like, but he's but he but you still like him. Um, and he's, that, he said, that's the thing about Sam Rockwell, you just like him. Yeah. And I think even in, um, uh, what's the You said three billboards. Three billboards. Yeah. He's a racist. Yeah. But you'd still love him. And he does. He's a mummy's boy. Re- that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he does redeem himself sort of later yeah, on as well. Yeah. But uh, but that's I think that's the beauty. And, it, and I think that this was like the perfect role for Sam Rockwell to really sort of like escalate him forward. It, it is brilliant. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so, so much so, Greg. Would you say that this film is Dr. No or Commando? I'll go for Doctor No, please. I I would also go for Doctor No. Wonderful. Where can we watch this film, Greg? Uh, it is. Oh, I rented it. I rented it for three pound fifty on Sky Store and probably other places yeah. too. I've um, I've been cooking a lot whilst working from home, Dave, and I know you like to cook as well. Uh, yeah, you like to wrap things in pastry, don't you? And uh, where did that come from? <laughs> well, the way we figured it is, my son uh, is quite temperamental with what he eats sometimes, but he loves pastry. 
It's one oh. way of sneaking veg into his meals like is it. whack oh. it in pastry. Oh, make a little pie. Everything's good. We make good a lot of like pinwheels or pies or like sausage or pasties and things like that. So yeah, yeah sneak it. sneak the veg in. Yeah, they look pretty. They look pretty delicious. I've been uh, I've after several on lockdown one. Um, it's I've kind of come full full circuit full on a full journey really with my sourdough. So nice. I've uh, I, I was such a dad. <laughs> I know, but I was killing. Have you ever tried to make a sourdough like with no. the starter? Basically, you know I love cooking, but making bread has just never interested me whatsoever. Oh yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it so much. Like sourdough is quite. It's like science. It's like there's a chemistry to it, sort of thing. Nice. And you have to get this sour, sourdough, and you have to feed it. So it's basically flour and water that's gone off and made right. made its own yeast. Right. You have to like feed it more flour and water every day and stir it, and then it like bubbles up, and then you put it's and it smells like amazing. Nice. And it's 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 a lot more complicated than making normal breads, but I've kind of started nailing my sourdough now, and and the kids love it, so that's pretty cool. And this morning, I've got into last nice little working from home routine. I'll kind of make my dough, and then I'll kind of be making it throughout the morning, then bake it ready for lunch. It's just mm. really, really nice and nice and wholesome. I'm getting pretty good in the kitchen. Good. I'm, I'm Make, happy for you, Greg. Thanks. 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 Good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I've got that book that you've got. I got it for Christmas. Can't remember what it's called. Oh, um, called. eat what you watch. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick something out of that soon to to make. I like the re- um. There's like there's like hollandaise sauce from uh, American Beauty that looks like pretty pretty cool. That's so cool. Make that. I'm gonna have a, well, sometime. I'm gonna have a go at the strudel from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, uh, that scene in Inglorious Bastards is just incredible. When he's eating yeah. the strudel, it's just amazing. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the point at which I fell in love with Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, the first scene in the, uh, the oh. once upon a time in Nazi occupied France. That's that's just as soon as he walks in, I'm like, who the yeah. hell is this guy? He's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I just love like. Do you mind if we switch to English? <laughs> it's just like I, I've, ex- I've exhausted my uh, my French. Can we switch to English? It's just like yeah, why not? I just remember everybody laughing in the cinema. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. A film. What a film! We'll do that. We'll do so. Well, I'm sure we'll do. Really cool, actually. Somebody put on Instagram, and I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, Tarantino's. Um, sort of cast list for Pulp Fiction. So it was like who he wanted as each each main character. And it was the the syringe the like overdose scene. Uh, sure, the Uma yeah. Thurman overdose yeah. scene. And it was like all the all the characters in that scene and who he would who he ideally wanted to play that character. And so mm. it was like his the his first choice was like three stars. Second choice was two stars and then he had a list of others. So um so like John Travolta wasn't his first choice for Vince really? Vega. It was Ma- Michael Madsen from you know uh, Mr. Yeah, uh, yeah off uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but so the the thing is, he's called Vic Vega. So he when he couldn't have him, he changed the character to Vincent Vega. So the brothers, so John Travolta and ah, Mr. Blonde. Nice. So there was ru- there were rumors that he was going to make a Vega Brothers film, but obviously they've, they've aged uh, out of it. Because well, stuff like that. Spoilers for Pulp Fiction, but John Travolta doesn't make it to the end. Well, it does technically does make it to the end, but yeah, never mind. Anyway, yeah. I'm talking too much. But it was just oh, really cool seeing like who he, the other actors he what he, he would have he he kind of would have considered for for his roles in this film. It's pretty cool. I look forward to one day when the time is right, uh, doing a Tarantino episode of the podcast. Yeah, that'll be fun. Believe it or not, there's still a couple that I've not seen yet. I've still not seen the Hateful Eight. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I, I never bothered because everyone told me not to bother. Um, well, there's good not, things uh, about it, but it's yeah. for me. He got he let he does a good one and then lets himself down. And the other one, not well, not every time, but. The other one I'm ashamed to say is, and I bought it on DVD in a charity shop, and I've just had it on the side. I've still not watched it. it was Jackie Brown? I've, I've, oh, so I need to sit it's down. Good and Jackie that Brown. One. He didn't write it. Well, he, he did write it, but it's based on a, somebody else's work, which yeah. is, he doesn't really do. Um, but it no. is good. It's really good. Yeah. And what was what's the um, what's the stuff he did with um, Rodriguez? What's he called? Oh, so he did, he did Grindhouse. Grindhouse. So the that the was whole it. point of Grindhouse, Grindhouse was they loved like crappy B movies from like the you know the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. So they yeah. said, right, well, what we'll do is we'll both make a, a we'll make our own sort of B movie hmm. each, and we'll release them together in the cinema. Uh, so and there'll okay, be an cool. interval, but you watch them both together. So Rod, Robert Rodriguez is called Planet Terror, and it's just like yeah. really like overly gruesome zombie film but it's great it's good fun it's that yeah. uh, i'm gonna eat your brains and gain your knowledge yeah yeah, yeah. Main thing. yeah. Uh, and then tarantino's is the second second part uh and it's uh death proof and it's That's um, it, yeah. it's kurt russell is stuntman mike um, oh, Stuntman Bob, okay. Stuntman Mike, his brother Stuntman Bob, and basically what he does he's, he's got a fetish of he's got this like kitted out stunt car and, yeah. uh, which he, he claims is death proof and he basically entices women into it or offers to give them a phone <laughs> and then basically just like rolls the car but he's like yeah this car is death proof but you really need to be sitting where I'm sitting to get the full effects of that so he'll just like roll the car and they'll die <laughs> and he's fine it's really weird it's it, it, it's, well, it is good it's not it's not it, it's a Tarantino film. You can tell yeah. it's a Tarantino film, and it's written, sure. but it, it's probably his most indulgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, it's, that's. Mm. He, he, I mean, he is he is an indulgent director. End of. I mean, he's <laughs> not. He's not. He, you can't. You can never say he's disciplined, and that's why you know you've yeah. got to be prepared to go to his films and sit for sort of mm. up to three hours and more. Um, cool. Yeah. So Tarantino, we'll put a pin in that and uh, pick that up another day. Yeah, yeah? Definitely. This is the news. What we got? What we got? What do you got? What do you got? A few bits of news today. Um, well, this week. Let me just find them. So first thing announced, Kevin Feige or Feig or whatever he's called, mm-hmm. has officially announced that there will be a Deadpool 3. It will be part of the MCU, so I don't know how that's going to fit in because obviously Deadpool was it was a Fox property, so it fit into. I was going to say so. Universe. Did, so he didn't he didn't produce the first two, did he? Uh, no, yeah. no, no. Because as I say, it wasn't owned yeah. by Disney at the time, so technically it wasn't. It's not MCU canon. So with like the Avengers and all that, but apparently he say he's now said that Deadpool three is going to be MCU canon. So I'm I'm just I'm just look like can't wait for Ryan Reynolds just to kind of take the out of it you know in the film but it's also going to be r-rated so like 18 15 or 18 here so it'll be the one of the first well it'll be the first mcu film to do that that's Um, exciting because i think 
as much, and I we've talked at length about the MCU and the you know phase one to three and that. And as much as I've as I've enjoyed going through them, I think now the thought of it just carrying on endlessly like that, mm. I find quite sort of tedious. So I've, yeah. I really hope they have a complete shift in tone and yeah. do things that are completely out of step with with. Well, all- apparently, because so one division is the it's it's the out next, next week, thing, is it? isn't it? Yeah, and maybe. Tomorrow or Friday, something. I mean, maybe it's out now, Greg Wink. Um, But people are saying it's it's completely different. It's not like anything you've seen before. Um, So you know, fingers crossed. So yeah, cool. Deadpool. I loved the Deadpool films. They thought they were they were hilarious, and it was a refreshing take on the the whole superhero thing. So I love I love the first one. I love the first one. So in cinema, I've still not seen the second one yet. And, it's uh, not it's not as good it gets a little bit more as i say like well, indulgent in terms mm-hmm. of like uh with the whole superhero thing but it is still very funny um, i just i just love the self-awareness about them not having the x-men properties or not being able to yeah. afford the x-men properties yeah. and walking up a bit, i think maybe we've maybe we've spoke about this uh but in the second a little i'll just give you a little spoiler because it is really funny he goes back into the 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 x mansion or you know the the school yeah. and yeah. he he it's the same joke he's like it is weird how there's nobody, not, you know, none of the X-Men around here. And it cuts to like in front of him, you can see behind him. And there's just a door opens and it's James McAvoy. It's like <laughs> like loads of them all just stood there and they just slowly like shut the door. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. Anyway, um, second bit of news. So uh, Netflix is reportedly approaching a lot of film studios and, and basically offering them money to buy their films. Oh, that's what so they're doing they can, with the so money they they've released. extorted out of me this month. They've taken the <laughs> bloody prices up, haven't they? It's, uh, oh, have they? I've not noticed. Yeah, my Damn subscription's it. got up to 14 quid a month now. Oh, really? Hmm. From the 12, I was on the premium one, but it's gone up to Oh, right, okay. Uh, but yeah, so apparently they're, they're approaching a load of film studios and basically saying, you know, it doesn't look like your film is going to be released in the cinema. Can we buy it so we can release it? On, on streaming instead, which you know, <laughs> it's like mafia. It's well, like, yeah. um, quid to watch your car, mate. It's like, like a bloody protection <laughs> racket <laughs> round Anfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of assumed they were doing that already, but yeah, I, from what I've seen, the ones they've, they've already kind of purchased are films that you wouldn't really miss on the big screen. Um, so there's a uh, there's a Amy Adams film Woman in the Window, which is okay. a, kind of a little thriller. It was you know would never have done amazingly well on in the cinema. So you know it'll probably get a wider release via Netflix now. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, next one, inevitably, big rumors are No Time to Die is getting pushed back to an undisclosed date. What a surprise! What a surprise! But on a, as a plus, uh, Jared Leto's Morbius is being pushed from March to October. I'd say push it further. I couldn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> Good. Cool. So let's have a look. Let's have a little look at things coming up soon. I mean, the, the one that's out already that I've I was speaking to a friend the other day who's seen this. It came out on Netflix the other day. It's called Pieces of a Woman. Pieces of a Woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic, and it's Vanessa a, Kirby's getting like amazing like yeah rev- well you know reviews for it um yeah and a bit controversial really controversially Shia uh i think he's been in the news a bit recently uh but uh that's supposed to be good maybe maybe there's not much else on this week we'll watch that 
Maybe yeah, maybe week. Wonder Woman. Um, of course, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, uh, later this month, apparently, Stardust, which is the unauthorized uh, David Bowie oh, biopic, yeah. which his family basically disowned from the start and didn't give he didn't give rights to any of his songs. So no, not looking forward nope. to that. Uh, um, that. That one sounds interesting. Out on the fifteenth, one night in Miami. So it's this yeah. fictional account of uh, it's so Cassius Clay, it's. Uh, uh, Malcolm X, Malcolm X. Uh, yeah. Kingsley, uh, sorry, Kingsley Benadare plays Malcolm X, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and Sam Cooke and Jim's and Jim Brown all yeah. meet in a bar. Sounds like a joke. It does, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but I think it was a play before uh, it's been adapted from a stage play. But that sounds quite interesting. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, White what Tiger, not heard of that. Sound uh, of Metal. Yes, Please. I've been waiting for, waiting for ages for this. Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. won the best actor award at the Gotham Film Awards last night, possibly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool. I think that's going to be up in the award ceremonies as well. I mean, it's yeah, it's been knocking around for some time now. I've reading about it, sort of maybe even this time last year. Um, I think it was sort of imminent, but obviously they've been sort of holding on to it. And I, yeah. I don't know whether it's coming to streaming services, perhaps sometime soon. Uh, the dig, we don't, we're not bothered about archaeology, are we? No, it, I've I've heard a few little things about it. It's the Ray Fines one, isn't it? Ray Fines. Uh, yeah. And what is her name? Carrie Mulligan, maybe. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I think jumping ahead, I mentioned it a few weeks ago uh, in February. Um, coming out in February, promising young woman, which again is the Carrie Mulligan one. Um, okay. it looks really, really good. And again, she's yeah. hotly tipped for some awards as well. Pretty sweet. Cool, yeah, and that sort of takes us over the next few weeks. There's other stuff as well. Um, there's a Francis McDormand film called Nomadland coming out yeah, Nomadland. in February as, as well. Uh, yeah, lots of bits and bobs to sort of look forward to in coming weeks that we'll sort of dib in and out of a bit and uh, we'll have a little chat about. Yeah. So we've got a really special guest with us today. Uh, my 10-year-old niece, who lives in Girona, Erin, is here with us, and she loves films, and she's agreed to come on and chat to us a little bit about a couple of films she's seen recently, uh, the first one being Mulan. Hi, Erin. Hi. Hey. All the way from <laughs> Girona, Spain. Yeah, Woo. well, that that part of the world is very special to me and Dave because that's near close to close to where me and Dave met. Uh, we we met we met on a beach uh, near, not too far from you, Erin, when we were fourteen years old. Before you were even born, Toria <laughs> de Montgri. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah well, well, yeah, would would have been before Erin was born. Yeah. Fantastic. So, thank you for coming on our podcast. You're um, welcome. Um, I've I've always been a big admirer of Erin because I've known Erin all her life, and <laughs> ever since Erin started talking, she's been talking at least two languages and really three languages technically, and it's always blown my mind. Uh, so she's obviously very fluent in Catalan, very fluent in English, and fluent in Spanish as well, and probably oh, yeah. a little a little bit of other languages now, Erin, right? Yeah. Wow. What a, I've, what been, a... I've been studying Korean. Oh my God. Wow. 
Wow. Just <laughs> seen Train to Busan, Erin. <laughs> no, we, we we've watched a couple of Korean films in the last year, Erin. Um, that Maybe, you, might, you might be a bit you, too young for them. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to watch them too much of it. But they're, they're subtitled. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot. Are you able to give us any Korean words now and say anything in Korean? What was Hello. that? Hello. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. oh very impressive. Erin, so do you do you like do you like you clearly do like watching films? Do you enjoy you so you enjoy watching films with your with your family, is that right? Uh yes. Um we watched a lot of films on lockdown. Yeah. So well Brilliant. sometimes I watch them alone. Okay. Great. What do you have any your favourite ones you watched? I've seen loads. But I have like, I really like the Harry Potter films. Ooh, nice! I'm yes. watching, me, me and Auntie Jane are watching the Harry Potter films at the moment. Well, not right now, but um, <laughs> we have been watching them. So I watched um, uh, not I watched Goblet of Fire the other day, and nice. um, so we got Order of Fe- Order of the Phoenix next, which I'm not sure I've ever seen Order of the Phoenix before. I think I stopped watching them last that's time. The first, um, that's the first David Yates one. That's when the you get good yeah. Have you seen what? all of the Harry Potter films then, Erin, did you say? Yes, I, and I've wow. read the books. Fantastic. And do you have a favourite? Um, maybe the... The Deathly Hallows Part 1 or The Half-Blood Prince. Deathly Hallows Part 1's my favourite Harry Potter film as well. Is it? It's really, really... Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's yeah. just different. It's really different from all the other ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's got a it's got a Nick Cave tune in it as well, Greg. Just out, oh, totally really? out of context. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, Erin, Erin, Greg, Greg, and I read Harry Potter in Spain as well, so we've got a little yeah. club here, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, whilst we speak about Harry Potter, because I find it really interesting. I mean, I was probably about your age when I first got into the Harry Potter books, and I I read them. In, I was I used to sneak off to the library when everyone else went outside in school and like hide in the corner and read Harry Potter books. What do you th- <laughs> what What do you think it is about Harry Potter books that has has made them so successful with so many children? Just the way that they're explained. I don't know, and like all of the magic and all of the characters. I don't know. It, it 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 transports you to that other world, doesn't it? Yeah, quite quite successfully. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. So, you've started making a few of your own videos, haven't you? Uh yeah. Brilliant. Uh, what 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 sort of stuff have you been doing, and do you think that's something that you want to continue to develop? I've been doing like well, some mini videos, but also like short films or like series because in the summer I did like me and my cousin did a film of half an hour wow. and yeah and now I'm doing like a series of two twin sisters brilliant that's fantastic I, I I edited it so like in a picture it was like the two girls were together you know wow wonderful amazing that's cool. That's really cool. And do you, so do you think it's something you want to carry on and keep developing and getting better at? Um, yes, because like I really like experimenting with slow motion and putting music. And then I really like the result, you know? Brilliant. 
absolutely wonderful. Amazing. Oh, oh wow. you never know. You t- I mean, you're 10 years old now and oh, we, we, we might see you as a future director. We might be speaking about you as a director on our podcast one day. <laughs> And I'll be able to say, yeah, I know her. And you'll be able to say, I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, So you have seen the new Mulan recently. Is that right? Yes. And big question. Have you seen the original Mulan from 1998, the cartoon version? Um, Yes. Fantastic. So which, which did you prefer? I think the new one, um, definitely, because they've taken it like I think like more seriously. Because in the old one, there's a lot of jokes, but in the new one, it's more dramatic. You know. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything you didn't enjoy about the new Mulan? Um, maybe. That it wasn't a musical. I think I think a lot of people have said that, haven't they, Greg? That they didn't, they didn't, they sort of missed the songs a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're a big fan of one particular Mulan. Oh song, yeah. Uh, what does that go like? Get, let's get down to business. That one. Do you know that one? <laughs> She's like, um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someday uh, I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> So, I, I mean, what what other things do, you said about it being dramatic? What other things do you enjoy about the the new remake of Mulan? Then? That it was much different from the first film. Not like Aladdin, you know. It was very like the same, but in real life. Yes. Okay. So, so they they diverged quite a bit from the original story. Yeah, they so changed they they... quite a lot of it. Yes. And you and you enjoyed and you enjoyed that. You thought that was good. Yeah. Great. Definitely. Yeah, I I liked that. I I think I suppose Greg, we'll kind of get into it a bit more in a bit. But uh yeah, I liked how that there was definitely some quite big changes, wasn't there? So they didn't have like the yeah. dragon, Mushu the dragon and things like that. Yeah. But um I think there were some like other kind of key bits, but I think it worked quite well. It it was uh yeah. yeah. I was reading a bit into how they changed. They changed the love interest, didn't they? Because mm. in the in the cartoon, isn't it like what her commander, who's sort of like the love interest, and they yeah. thought that that was a little bit because of the uh, the difference in sort of power in mm. in the ranks in the army, and that you know was a bit sort of unsettling. So that's why they changed it and sort of alluded to the other soldier as a bit of a sort of love interest. Brill, mm. uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Erin, as a 10-year-old girl, do you think Mulan is a positive story for girls? Yes, I think so. Because um, it shows girls that they can be as well as boys or better because Mulan is the best soldier. So <laughs> She definitely That's, is. She, she absolutely definitely is. is. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Erin, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, please, will you stick stick around a little bit and we'll chat to you later about some other films? Yes, okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Perfect. See you later. Cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Need a hand, little man? <laughs> Insult me again or taste the tip of my blade. Lower your sword. Oh, what? 
I'm your commanding officer. Fighting will not be tolerated, am I clear? Yes, Commander. With your voice, soldier. Yes, Commander. So, Greg. Oh. Grown-up talk. Yeah. What do you think? Um, of, what do you think of Mulan? Oh, it's really, I, I didn't particularly want to say it to Erin there, um, <laughs> but I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I, no. I mean, you know, other other opinions are available, and um, I, it's really great to hear um, that people are enjoying it. And it's, you know, it's not been panned. It's got had some, it's had some all right reviews. And mm. one thing I will say is, it's visually quite stunning and it, it's impressive. And I like the fact that in her sort of home village where she grew, grew up, they still make the effort to put a lot, the set designs quite nice, all the poppy colors that are there, yeah. in sort of textiles and things like that. And it kind of, the elements like that made it feel like a Disney film, but the the rest of it was, I've, I found it for me quite a boring sort of like film about battles and uh, defend your honor. And like, <laughs> this is your honor. And it, I thought it was weird hearing um, American accents coming out of Chinese people, Chinese, you know, mm. Chinese actors and that. Um, I just, I, it, it didn't, it just didn't do much for me. I'll be honest with you. No. you I think it for me, the whole thing was just very wooden, and that's that's mm-hmm. the acting. I thought the scenery, the effects, everything was just very stale and stagnant. Um, it felt like, and and I think it is to be honest, the biggest mistake they made was not hiring an Asian director. Uh, yeah, well, it was really. Co- I mean, it was controversial for many reasons, but that was a big one, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, Nikki Caro, Caro directed it, and she's actually from New Zealand, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, they filmed a lot. Did they film a lot of it in New they Zealand? They filmed some of it in New Zealand, yeah, in some studios in New Zealand, but they did film a lot on location in China. But I just Which, felt again, like... it, got, it was controversial for that reason because weren't they thanking the sort of the provinces of China where they've got the concentration camps, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just felt like it was a weak imitation of like an Asian, of, well, of Asian cinema. Um, you know, look at you know there's hundreds and hundreds of amazing kind of martial arts films but like you know looking at things like crouching tiger hero some of these films where you know it kind of you suspend disbelief don't you a little bit um you know with all the mm. kind of gravity defying stuff but i just felt mm. like all of that stuff in this film was done really poorly um yeah. and it was it was like oh we need to do that we need to hit this this asian market mulan's mm. the way we're going to do it and we need to do all this flying around stuff but it was almost like they just didn't do the research on the cinema yeah. that they were trying to imitate. Um, yeah. Everything was just very forced. It was all really heavy handed. It was like, all right, I do agree with you. Like some of the scenery was really beautiful, but it was like, right, here's some beautiful scenery. All right, uh, we, we like that. Okay, uh, here's some more. And it was just like, whenever <laughs> you see one thing, they were like, right, let's do it five more times. You know, mm-hmm. gravity defined stunts. Okay, here's some more of that. Let's do loads mm-hmm. of it. And it just didn't, yeah. it just didn't work. Um, the things that I, 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 the kind of group of friends were passable, but I, I didn't really care. There was even like a fake out towards the end of one of them dying. And my niece was like, oh, I can't believe he died. And I was like, I couldn't tell you his name, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I'm not that <laughs> yeah. bothered about it. Um, and yeah, it was just bad. The whole yeah. Phoenix, you know, you, you've even got bloody Phoenix rising from the ashes. You know, you've got that textbook 
uh, cheesy shot that's in everything Game of Thrones and all that sort of stuff where she stood there and a phoenix rises behind her. She's the phoenix, Greg. I don't know if you noticed. You uh, probably didn't get it, Greg. No. I'm, I'm, if I'm pretty sure you didn't get it, but she's the phoenix. Wow. I see. They really? could have done it with oh. a visual. And then the guy who played Bori Khan just grunted his way through the film. Yeah. Mulan. Yeah. A witch. The witch is 56 years old, though. That's great. Something about, something about honour. 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 Would <laughs> you say, Greg, <laughs> on that note, would you say that Mulan was Moonlight or Transformers The Last Night? I say for me and it, uh, you know and it, it's it's not it's not done badly and there are people there enjoying it and that's sort of great and you know other opinions are available it's not made for me a 32 year old bloke it probably is made for more of the audience of my 10 year old niece and so that's you know and that mm. probably goes a lot further than my daft opinion but i would mm. say the transformers one um and yes. with that i don't ever want to see it again <laughs> <laughs> Classic. We're not over that. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Mark sent us a bit of a review himself of Mulan. And it's quite long. So here we go. Just watching Mulan, only five minutes in, and already think this is a piece of shit. I would be fuming if I had paid for this film. I'll give you a full review afterwards. It is now afterwards. Watch Mulan. I was looking forward to it as a... Right, it's a really, really long review. Okay. Watched Mulan. I was looking forward to it as I used to love the original. I'm intrigued by ancient China and the trailer looked really cool. I joined you boys for the boycott when Disney tried to charge for premium to stream without releasing it in the cinema, which only built my excitement to watch it even more. I noticed the other day that it's now streaming as part of the usual monthly subscription and said, damn son, I'm going to get on that. Brimming with anticipation, I watched <laughs> I watched as the random blue circle revolved, buffering the delights of childhood memories. <laughs> the opening titles started to roll as I edged further towards the end of my seat. Oh, it's a little I bit like all... me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite a review, Mark. Uh, okay, uh, where are we? Uh, I was all ready to join in with the opening track, Honour to Us All, in all its pentatonic glory. And wait, no song? What? Mulan is already a great warrior doing flips of, of the, of, <laughs> off the top of a three-story building at the age of six, like Tom Cruise. Yeah. This isn't the story I remember. <laughs> I, hate it when a re- <laughs> I hate it when a remake strays too far from the original storyline. <sighs> Risky at the best of times, but this may as well have been Mulin. Mulan's distant cousin. No matter. All will be fine once we're reacquainted with our old friend Mushu. I wonder who will get to voice him. Eddie Murphy has some big shoes to fill. Wait. No Mushu. <laughs> but who will add all that much needed humor that all kids' films need? Oh, yes. A big red mute pigeon. I think that's the Phoenix. <laughs> oh. That should do the trick. It's great that they opted for an all-Asian cast, many of which haven't been in any major Hollywood films, but why on earth did they all have perfect Western accents? <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. Um, I don't want to cross any PC lines, but this didn't feel right. And what was the whole thing about The Witch? Mulan was great because it was one of the first Disney princess, princess films where the female lead was a strong character. But surely this is a step backward, suggesting that because <laughs> she's strong, she was a witch. Despite all of its problems, we soldiered on to the end and listened to Christina Aguilera butcher the main tune, Reflection. 
once again. Like all pop icons of the day, do at the end of classics. And then after a torturous updated version, we hear the song sang again, but this time in Chinese. And it was beautiful. The best bit of the film, in my opinion, I had to wait to see who sang on the credits. And to my surprise, it was Yifi Lui. Why not? Uh, the actor who plays Mulan. So with a voice like that, why on earth did Disney not include the songs? So in short, I thought the film was a bit shit. What a review. Thanks for that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. pronunciation, I'm not sure. You feel you, she, she was uh, panned for, she stood, she, you know, when there's all the Hong Kong, the police brutality yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. and she sort of made a statement stood by the police and that was very controversial mm. at the time yeah uh, quite a few people see Milan Abby said she uh, saw Milan she said it went straight in with the rating out of 10 wow 8 out of 10 would watch again good stuff I like the traditional theme of the musical learning about traditional Chinese culture was interesting and highlights included bringing the bringing on element the actors were great and fulfilled their roles brilliantly uh, Liu y- Yiffy is phenomenal as Mulan I have to say she's a great actor she, yeah, she, yeah. She's good. Uh, she managed the transition between uh, Dutiful Daughter to warrior, warrior Flawlessly. The plot changes to incorporate a female antagonist. In addition to the leader of the opposition army, was was interesting in so much as it tried to showcase female solidarity whilst highlighted the inequality that females face within society. Not sure whether it works or not, really. I love the devotion to family thread of the film, as this is so important, especially after such a tricky year. Mulan's love interest is removed, and the ending is different to the original, a nod towards modern feminism. Uh, bad, bad stuff, no music. Changes to the plot are disappointing for hardcore lovers of the original Mulan, for example. No Mulan, uh, Shang. Shang, the original love interest. Let's and- get down to business. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I alluded to the sort of... Um, why they removed why the love interest earlier and well, mm. why they changed it because of the sort of it, it was in, it's in the wake of me too it doesn't feel right with the power yeah thing, i think is is what they sort of said which is yeah is probably right i i you know i thought the whole thing with the witch thing and the women can't make it alone sort of thing they were the only people that had it you know the the whole the, the story of mulan being able to you know having to sort of um disguise as a male in order to mm. you know be in be in the army and be this strong guy. It's a really it's a really important story. Don't get me wrong. It's a really important sort of character arc and it's something and it's uh something that's great for you know young women in particular and and it's a great role model for young girls like Erin. But and I'm not knocking any of that. And we you know we spoke about the Mulan original uh some time ago. And how much we enjoyed that. I think you enjoyed it more than me. But mm. it's not. We're not speaking about that. We're speaking about a badly made film. Mm. Um, you know, given the given the source material, and it's worth pointing out. People, you know, people are speaking a lot about it diverting that sort of diverging from the Disney nineteen ninety eight version. Uh, it, it's it's based on an old Chinese sort of. You know, like legend. fable, uh, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So the source material actually goes back further than that. So it, you know, and, and it doesn't bother me that they diverge from the Disney version. But anyway, here we are. Where Don't can like we watch it. this film, Greg? It's on <laughs> Disney Plus now.
PG tips. So this week's So Solid You PG tips, whatever, is 2004's Brad Bird directed The Incredibles. And I'm actually surprised it's taken us 32 weeks, two seasons to get to The Incredibles, Greg. Yeah, I think we're always quite conscious of the fact that we could go week to week speaking about Disney films or speaking about Disney yeah. Pixar films. And we, we we do make a conscious conscious effort to punctuate it with other great family films, mm. don't we? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's great. It's a great, great film. And it was, uh, it was the sort of early stages of Disney starting to do more with humans and mm. uh, doing a damn good job of it as well. Different, very different in tone, very different in animation, uh, very different in the whole sort of um, pace of, and probably for a different audience to the film as yeah. a lot of the other Pixar films. It's well, quite really. It's an it's a it's an action film. Yeah, like, I, I know. I know. There's a lot more sort of messages and under, underlining messages and things like that, but. It, it is a full-on action film. There's some very, very impressive action sort of set pieces and sequences which hadn't really been done in, in an animated film, you know, yeah. properly before. And especially for, for Disney and Pixar, this really was the first time... In a 3D they, animated film. So, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. A 3D animated film. Um, yeah. That they really kind of took a chance, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the first Toy Story. Definitely, yeah, and uh, it was. It felt like a bigger, I, I guess, because of it, it felt like they were t- they were take take took a lot of elements from sort of big action spy films and things like that. Mm. It felt like a it felt like a big budget film, even though that sounds ridiculous to say because it's an anim- at the end of the day, animation is animation. But I think it clearly took more work to make these big action scenes um, yeah. that they did. It was it. It's fantastic. I think it's just such an enjoyable uh, bunch of characters. The family is so sort of like perfectly written and the balance between the characters is just wonderful. I think Bob is just just this great balance between being this um, hero in one sense, but also this sort of like bit of a bumbling fool in the other sense sort of thing. And I love the fact that, you know... This like hapless, hapless dad, which... Mm -hmm. I can relate to yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think yeah, same. This, this, this one more than probably any of the other ones has really kind of spoke to me more on a rewatch since yeah. becoming a dad. Um, yeah. Because, as I say, the main sort of protagonist, Bob, it, yeah. you know, is the the father of the family. And I, I, the last time I watched this was probably. I don't know, five, six years ago, and then watching it recently this week, I've, I've kind of looked at it with, with different eyes. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's I mean... really sort of spoke to me in a completely different way, and I I, I got it more than I, I ever would have done before, which is great. If for nothing, really, if for really... nothing else, it's uh, because every Wednesday I say to my wife, I'm going upstairs bowling with Dave, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Nice. Yeah, bowling. Yeah, nice. nice. Um, uh, I love the you know, going into a little bit more detail. I love the kind of 60s, like the, the sort of 50s, yeah. 60s feel of it, you know, just Great. through the way that everyone's dressed, the the kind of cars, but even the music, there's a lot of like saxophone and things like that in it, which is really, yeah. really cool. Like it feels like a proper spy film, which has then been kind of imitated with things like Spies in Disguise and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and but yeah. Isn't it... Isn't it funny, like the voice cast, apart from Sam Jackson, like, you know, unknown names, really, even like still now. No, 
Not r- well, no, no, not really. But it's not like a, it's not like an A-list cast, is it? That's what I mean. Like, no, na- d- now... d- definitely the cast. The cast isn't like uh, you know, it, it's we, we, now the sort of cast. It's almost like stunt casting. No, stunt That's what casting, I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's definitely better people you could cast in a lot of animated films now. And, and for this, they've obviously gone for the the, the best person for the for the part. Four oh, voices. So it should know. be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But cool. What's Erin got to say about it? Erin, you're still here. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, you've been listening intently to everything we've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> I've been very patient waiting there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so you've seen The Incredibles recently. Have you seen both of The Incredibles? Um, yes. And what is it you like about The Incredibles then? Well, I mean, I really like like the, the um, superpowers and the music and how it's how it's drawn you know the illustrations that's really good so how does the incredibles compare to other disney pixar animation films for you erin it's mm, i think it's very adult like so not so much but compared to coco or or inside out like they're very colourful too, and The Incredibles is not so colourful, but I just didn't really get this story. Um, and you it know. It, Yeah, it is a little bit more grown up, isn't it? And I think me and Greg will have already spoke about it, but the main character is the dad, isn't it? Isn't it really? And the other, like the, yeah. the kids are, are almost sort of slightly smaller characters. So it, yeah. it is a little bit more of a grown up kind of topic. And and so so in ge- in general, did you enjoy the Incredibles? Well, not really. You didn't know. Okay. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. Good. So you didn't like it as much as other fil- other Pixar films you've seen. Mainly because I didn't understand it. When I watched it again with my mom, she kind of like told me, mm, you know, how to understand it more, and then I liked it slightly a bit more, but no. I enjoyed the last bit better. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I suppose yeah. you liked it when it finished. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's a bit difficult to understand uh, the motives of the what's the what's he syndrome called? syndrome. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit difficult to sort of understand sort of his motives and, and why also, why he turned evil. Like that robot that programs itself or something like that. Luckily, my dad knows a lot about these things and he told me how it works, but it's just really difficult. So you said you've seen Incredibles 2. Um, how do you think it compares with this one? Just, the story is better to understand. Um, this time I watched it alone and it was fine. It was, I think it was better than the first film brilliant oh great stuff that's and it's it's quite that's quite good because it's not often that sequels are better than the originals is it so yeah that's that's really good that you've seen that said that uh cool and so who's your favorite character in the incredibles and why um edna the fashion designer (laughs) because i like yeah i like funny characters but if I had to choose one of, of the family, I would say Dash because he's also funny and I, and I like how he runs through water. Um, you, you mentioned Edna. She's definitely my favourite as well. Let's have a little yeah. bit of Edna. 
You are Elastigirl! My God, pull oh, yourself together! Yeah. What will you do? Is, is, is this a question? You will show him you remember that he is Mr. Incredible, and you will remind him who you are. Well, you know where he is. Go, confront the problem. Fight! Win! And call me when you get back, darling. I enjoy our visit. <laughs> I love how sort of fierce she is, but at the same time, yeah. so cool as well. Yeah. The voice, Voiced by Brad Bird, the director of the film, Greg. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool. He said, I want her to sound like this. And they're all like, why, why don't you just do it? <laughs> That's a good little fact. Cool. Uh, Erin, once again, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It's been a real pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Okay. Will you come on again sometime, sometime in the future and speak about other films? Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Can't wait. Amazing. See you then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. where can we watch this film Greg uh, it's obviously available now on Disney Plus it's uh, I was I was going to throw this in as well it's quite it's quite timely timely for me because my daughter in particular is just getting well into superheroes oh, and nice. um, I don't know where she picks up on stuff from uh, but she she came downstairs the other day and I was still in bed and I heard her in the bathroom what's going on there and he had like the toilet roll sort of winding open and i shouted tilda what are you doing and she went nothing then mm-hmm. arthur trotted downstairs and he went she's taking all the toilet paper off the toilet roll i was like what what's going on I went and sure enough she was there wasn't loads on it but mm-hmm. she'd taken it off and she, she wanted the middle bit i was like tilda what are you doing and she went i need two of these i want to make myself some wonder woman cuffs Oh, and she'd seen a thing where you oh, cut oh, down oh. them and then you decorate. Yeah, so sure yeah, enough, yeah. Like, later that day, like we painted them with her and decorated them. And she had herself some wonderful <laughs> cuffs. So she's going around going like this. Um, so cute. And we decided this week, and Arthur's dead into Spider-Man with me, which I've spoken about before. So that's like their favourites. And when I mentioned about watching The Incredibles and the fact it's about superheroes, their eyes lit up and they absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. They loved watching it so much. Um, we bought them, for obviously they're doing such a great, job with the homeschooling and mm. like getting so into it and that and you know being so sort of resilient with it we've bought them they've not got them yet we they've they've arrived but we've got her a wonder woman outfit we've got oh. arthur a proper like proper, proper like, spider le- nice. proper spider-man outfit so that's amazing i can't wait to see the face on the critic so we started this new section last week it's called everyone's a critic it's when we want you guys to send us in your reviews of anything you want a film that you've seen that you enjoy or maybe a film that you don't enjoy just uh, anything you feel passionate about send us a voice note and uh, we'll, we'll uh, have a listen to it and uh, maybe maybe it'll sort of spark a little bit of a discussion this week we've got hattie and she has sent us this So a film that I've really liked recently is Game Night um, with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Um, So we got round to watching this film about six months ago and it's like an action comedy, um, which isn't usually the genre I would go for at all, but I really like this film. Um, It's kind of centred around a couple who love um, hosting a sort of weekly game night and 
uh, the husband's brother, when he comes back into town, uh, he decides that he wants to host the next game night and it's kind of a bit of a competition. Um, and the film sort of escalates from there, really, um, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, I really liked it because the plot is really clever. Um, it's got so many sort of twists and turns and you really don't know where the where the plot's going to end up. Um, I really like Rachel McAdams. Like she's usually really good in, in anything that she's in, um, but she's pretty funny in this. Probably my favourite thing about the film is how it sort of incorporates loads and loads of references to different games, so like board games or video games or like even childhood games so I kind of clocked this like about halfway through um for example there's like one scene when someone gets shot in the hand and then one of the other characters has to remove the bullet and that's like a, a reference to operation um for example so that's like one of of many other references throughout the film so I think it's like the type of film you could probably re-watch and then spot like a load of extra little references that they've that they've woven into the scenes. So yeah, um, I think I'd be really surprised if someone watched this film and really didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I definitely re recommend watching it if if you've not seen it already. Thanks, Hattie. I have not Thank seen you. Game Night. I have uh, seen Game Night. It's such good fun. So like, I'm, I'm, such good fun. It has it has got me quite excited. I'm going to go and watch it this week. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't afford it. It's um, I get all that. I won't go into too much detail because I don't, I don't want to sort of ruin it for you. I watched this film probably. It, it came out in 2018, so I probably watched this film a year or so ago. And for for some reason. I wasn't really paying attention to it. And we watched it again last week. So actually it's really, oh, funny really? <laughs> yeah, literally we watched it again, probably maybe last Friday or something like that. And okay. I absolutely loved it. It's so cool. funny. Um, I, I'm always, we're always looking for like, especially in the miserable times that it is right now, we're always searching like best comedies on Netflix and it's all, all the best comedies of the past 10 years. And it's always in there. And I was quite surprised that it's, it's in there. But when we yeah. watched it again, it is really, really funny. Oh, Patty picked okay. up on the operation reference, but there's loads of other references to film, uh, to games, sorry. But even things like, um, and this is in no way a spoiler, like look out for it, it's really cool. There's like a, they live on this particular estate and the houses all look like Monopoly houses. Ah, and even like brilliant. at one point it zooms, uh, the, the camera almost like, uh, it's doing almost like a, almost like a helicopter shot into it. And the houses all start off as they look like toys. <laughs> or like they look like part of a game and I think they actually are and then it oh. gradually blends into normal houses it's really cool oh, and there's, a, there's like a car chase at one point and it's filmed like Grand Theft Auto and cool. it's just really nice. really cool really really clever so yeah. I think you will enjoy it it's it's good fun and it's very very funny um yeah cool oh brilliant you know thanks, thanks yeah. for sending that through Hattie it's, uh, it, yeah I'm, I may even do that after we've recorded tonight oh wow yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It is good fun. It's not long. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, you'll have you'll have a good time with it. Definitely. 
Brilliant. So if you've got any uh, films you would like to review, you want to hear our thoughts on, send them over. Uh, and yeah, we look forward to hearing what you guys have got to say. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone's got this, these films that come up that everyone should have seen that, you know, they're, they're guilty films that they've not seen that they, everyone mm. knows they should have done. And that, there's there's more on my list than there are on your list. I know that. But, you know, occasionally one comes up that you haven't seen and it, it surprises me. And you've not seen Moonlight yet, have you? No, no I've not. No. So this is the um, 2016 uh, Barry Jenkins film that uh, went on to win... Uh, Oscars. It won the Best Picture, I think, didn't it? Um, and did it win Best Picture? <laughs> yeah, it did because it, that was where it was oh, when yeah, it was La La, 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 La Land. Land got announced, and then yes. they went up. But the producer of La La Land was like, "Moonlight, you 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 won Best Picture." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay. Um, so it's Barry Jenkins who has. I mean, it's. I've not seen any of his other films. I really want to see if Beale Street could talk, which came out a couple of years later. He's. Yeah. Um, He's uh, down to direct the forthcoming Lion King follow-up film. Oh uh, yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago, weren't we? Yeah, um, but it's it's. I mean, it's a really beautiful pitch, uh, picture, and you can easily see why it won Best Picture. Uh, it you know it speaks a lot about sexuality um, as a sort of backbone story um, with the main with the main character uh, called Chiron, and it's just wonderful. And I look forward to seeing it again this week. And yeah, I think you should go away and watch it as well. I will do. Where can I watch this film, Greg? It's available to rent for £2.49 from like the usual places, Amazon and yep. <laughs> you know, a bit more on Sky and this, that and the other. Fantastic. Wonderful. So, Greg, what's on the box? What is your pick for a film that's on terrestrial television or free to view television <laughs> this week? Cool. Well, I've gone for one that we have uh, spoken about fairly recently. I think it was back in October. On Monday night at 6.55 p.m. on Film 4, you can see The Way, Way Back, that really yeah. cool Sam Rockwell film. I feel like all we do is speak about Sam Rockwell, but I mean, why would I think we he's... not just speak about Sam Rockwell? Do you know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure he'd be up there in my top three actors if, if I had if I was pushed to do to make mm. that choice now. Um, but yeah, the way way back, really lovely heartwarming story about a boy who's a bit of a misfit um, in a sort of broken family, and he kind of finds friendship and uh mentorship really in mm. the character of sam rockwell who is the manager of a water park and it's just yeah it's just wonderful just absolutely wonderful so that's it yeah five to and seven on monday night on film four what about you yeah brilliant i'll definitely be watching that i was torn between two but i think what i'm gonna go for is uh saturday night so saturday the 16th 6 30 p.m on channel four you can't get much better than indiana jones and the last crusade cool one of connery's finest performances yeah. watch and it that not, is everyone's our, seen our... it if you've not seen it watch it for fools and that is our picks of what's on the box 
how's your uh, how's your week looking? How's your weekend looking, Kyok? Just more the same, more culinary delights. Uh, probably <laughs> got had a, and I, I've said it many times in the sort of seven months or whatever it's been when we're doing this. I I really enjoy my slower pace of life. So I, I wanted yeah. I want to do this weekend. I want it to be much like last weekend. So what we did last weekend was we had a we had a tootle out, um, not two clouds. That sounds really dry. We had a walk out. Uh, mm. with the kids and it was a nice sunny Saturday morning and we went to the market and we bought all our fruit and veg from the market and we went to the butchers and I bought a lamb joint from the butchers Ooh. ready for Sunday and uh, yeah that was our sort of trip out on Saturday and then Sunday just made the most incredible I still got loads of goose fat re- left over from Christmas Ooh. Christmas dinner and uh, so I did my roast potatoes and goose fat slow cooked my lamb uh, did a bit of a meals on wheels for my sister. Uh, took nice. her, her, them around, plated dinner. So, I, I, you know, my Yorkies are just on point now. So, the best <laughs> thing, the best thing to, I mean, I've always been all right at cooking and enjoyed cooking, but the best thing to come out of this whole thing is I've just sort of upped my game in the kitchen big nice. time. How about nice. you? I made a butter, butter chicken curry. um from scratch on saturday night and that was that was pretty pretty mega um but no this weekend i don't know it depends on the weather really i'm trying to save your sort of hour exercise if the weather's nice me and my my nephew have been going because they live with us been going to like the skate park near us and doing a doing a little hours skating feeling like tony hawk but probably three stone heavier than him um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what, what we're Don't stand at. on the middle of the board. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's it. Yeah. Films, Brill. wandering out, uh, going for taking taking my son out. Uh, you know, just for little walks around the block, and or you know, there's a nice little little walk near us that we we like to go and do. So yeah. yeah, nothing too nothing too exciting, but that's kind of life at the minute, isn't it? It's funny. Well, it's funny because it's in a way you can shut yourself off into your own little world and mm. kind of forget the horrors of what's going on in the outside world. And that yeah. they are, and it is horrific. Like, don't get me wrong, it's mm. it's horrible. And when you actually get see the figures every day, Christ, can we imagine looking back on this? Like the other day, they said enough people have died in the UK so far to fill the Olympic stadium in London on the opening wow. day or whatever, or on super Saturday or whatever. And it's like, when you look at the site, it's like, God, yeah, it's bloody awful. Get these, mm. get these injections out to us, get us, stop this madness, stop it. Uh, but at the same time, my life is going to continue hopefully to be a bit slower paced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we've, we've sort of learned a little bit that we don't have to go out every, you know, go, yeah. go somewhere every weekend and, and, you know, yeah. go and spend loads of money on, on daft things when actually you, we were pretty happy in our little, our little Completely. block. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, 20, 2021 could hopefully, I mean, for you guys, it's going to be a great year because hopefully we'll start to come out the other side of this and, you know, mm. you'll have a little bit allow, I'm, yeah i hope i'm allowed in that's my only my only issue at the minute uh, actually, to, to be in there so but yeah. fingers crossed that you know let's i'm not going to talk about that let's stay positive about it all so yeah, yeah. password this week greg what are we thinking um ooh. let's do let's do uh bread okay yeah bread sourdough yeah. send me a picture of your bread Send me a picture of your buns. 
What? No, I mean uh, <laughs> some sort of bread. I want to. Yes. I want to. Greg has made bread for me in the past when yes. we've been round, uh, when we were legally allowed to go round, and it is wonderful. Yeah. We want to see your bread. Yes, I challenge you. Send us your bread. <laughs> anyway, or just send us send great. us the word send us the word bread or an emoji yeah. of a loaf of bread. Pr- prove that you've got this far in the show. Prove. Proof that you've got a little bread, little baking pun for you, everybody. I love it. Fantastic. Great. Fantastic. Well, you go and have a jolly good weekend. I will do. You too, my love. (laughs) And uh, yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Keep keep on trucking. Stay strong out there, guys. Keep your distance. Keep your masks on. Watch loads of films. Have a great Share our podcast. (laughs) Share our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Right. Peace. Peace. So, Dave, it's Thursday. We, it um, yeah, we're back together because well, we had to do a couple of little re-records, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> won't tell you when. <laughs> See if you can notice. Yes, when we uh, don't sound as tired or more tired. I had pretty bad night last night. <laughs> after, after, well, I had a brilliant night's sleep because I got me a new mattress. Sometimes I wake up every oh, morning. Oh yeah, I didn't ask about that. Nice. It's amazing. amazing. It's so amazing. Good. <laughs> anyway, uh, so last night after we after we recorded, I watched uh, Game Night. Yeah. Yeah, and it was great fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's. I mean, I can't say much more than that. I, it was great fun. I thought Jesse Plemons is brilliant. I mean, we yeah, didn't, you know, he's amazing and Breaking Bad. Um, we didn't like. I'm thinking of ending things, but actually, no. he was all right in it. I mean, he was playing mm. Jesse Plemons. He only plays one sort of creepy character, doesn't he? Really, yeah. and just sort yeah. of variations of. Uh, but no, it was great fun. Um, I thought uh, Amy Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Rachel. Why did I say Amy? Amy Adams, Rachel Amy McAdams. Adams, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Rachel McAdams. I thought she was brilliant, mm. and uh, I like the chemistry between her and Jason Bateman. And it's it's daft. It's completely daft. Uh, but I love spotting all the little references to different games. Mm. There's a Jenga thing in there where the stack. Oh yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That's a good one, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of little bits. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's dead clever. And it, mm. but it's, it's just, I said to cause my wife, Jane, when she was catching up on one of the Harry Potters that she'd not watched with me. <laughs> I was watching this on my lap, laptop. I kept going to her, oh, it's a real shame you're not watching this with me because it's be a great sort of film for just a couple to sit in and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But, well, let's say we, we, we were trying to search for like a really good comedy and that was just always on the lists. Yeah. You know, the top 10 comedies of the past 10 years, that was always there. And I was a bit surprised, but then when we watched it, we yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's really funny. Cool. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Bye. Anyway, well, we'll definitely actually go now. And, okay. Uh, all my work. Bye. 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 Love you. Yeah, bye. me too. Have a lovely day. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.